0: You need to play. Play what you need to play. Play what you need to play. Play what you need to play. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to uh the backlog breakdown. That was pretty dumb. What was that, Josh? That was what, um what was that? That was John Mayer. That was an impression of John Mayer. If he played video it games. It works. <laughs> Does it though? I, I, I don't like know. it. I like it. I like it. Well, I appreciate that. I'm not even sure if I did. But anyways, um welcome <laughs> to the uh, this Fortnite's episode of and not Fortnite, not the video game, okay? I know you you turned on this podcast, you're thinking about video games, but I'm not talking about Fortnite the video Fortnite actually means 14 days. This is a fortnightly podcast, okay? It has nothing to do with that particular video game. Um and there's nothing wrong if you like if you like that game that's okay. I'm not saying anything. I'm just not even mentioning it. Um, I'm I'm your co-host. Josh. But you just did. I did all over the place. It's just, it's just a mess. This entire podcast is you, a mess. You fortnighted all over the place. <laughs> it's disgusting. And I have here with me my my co-host Nate and no one else. It's just us two. So I don't know just why us. why introduced us, but and Fortnite and fort no i've never played a a single game of Fortnite actually um i i've i've tried mm -hmm. and you know yeah no yeah it it, is not your thing i actually have like i was looking at it just the other like just this week um because i was taking a look at at my switch memory card had filled up And so I was going through like what games I have on there. I have like three or four different free to play games that I have never touched. Um, Fortnite is one of the Paladins is another one. Mm -hmm. Um, Warframe is another one. They're on Mm -hmm. my switch. Never played any of them. Those styles of games are just not like I need a defined ending to the game. And that's why I co-host this podcast is because I have a backlog. Dang it. And I need to see the ending credits roll Whenever I play a video game, I can't just waste my time in a lobby doing grinding for nothing. It's not my thing. I
1: mean, I think that those games have merits and like, I don't want to knock on, uh, on them too hard. Like mm-hmm. there's some free to play games that I'm like, I'm super down with and, and super, I would be super down with. Um, At some point in time, we have like one of our, our, topics that we're going to talk about in a future episode is games we wouldn't play or won't play. Yeah. And just a, a bit of a, like a teaser, uh, MMOs. Uh, I, yeah, I won't play yeah. them. Um, they, they make it, they, they will make it onto my list, uh, for, and, uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that like those free to play games, it, it really does like, especially in the case of Fortnite, like there's sort of like a, and, there's sort of like a language that you have to learn to play the game or not even like a language but like like, like learning to play the game is like learning a new language mm-hmm. and you know it's similar to like when you play an MMO it really is just sort of like there isn't room to do anything else yeah. like it's it's the, this this is the only thing that you can play and that's fine that's fine i think that's good um in in some ways but i also i'm just like nah Um, also I'm bad at Fortnite and (laughs) I'm just like not great at shooting games in general. Like I, I do okay if it's like a single player campaign. I mean, I beat doom Yeah, and I really, you know, uh, somebody in the, in the book club just went and platinumed it and I'm kind of like going,
0: mm, (laughs) huh, maybe I can do that. Hmm." maybe <laughs> you know and sort of like you know stroking my beard yeah, that's um yeah. i wanted the listeners to know that you were stroking your beard it was glorious um but yeah like i don't i don't play uh online competitive
1: shooters mm-hmm. uh as much as like i really enjoy overwatch and i do yeah. really enjoy overwatch uh i can only play it in like bursts mm-hmm. and then i just get mad because I, I will not spend the time
0: that it takes to become proficient. Yeah. But. Yes. Um, I, I, I completely agree. And I, did, I just wanted to clarify real quick. I didn't mean to knock those games as bad games. Just that, yeah, I agree. I That's just not the type of game that I want to get into for this season. Christian term, okay? Throwing it out there, cliche. This season mm. of my life um, is not for those. Because, again... I have those games on my Switch. They're sitting there. I've just never touched them. Um, the last game that I played that, that like had a similar component to that was Splatoon on Wii U, and I really enjoyed okay. it. But, um, yeah, it was totally that same way. as like, yeah, you have to learn how to play that. It's like a language. You have to learn the finger language, and then you have to speak it with other people. That was really weird. So, uh, yeah, how are you doing, Nate? <laughs> um you know I, i'm i'm
1: okay uh it's sort of been like uh last week there was a day where the heat index was over 100 Woof. and it was like it was it was okay and then there was this moment where the sort of the the clouds rolled back and the sun just sort of opened up and there's been that meme going around my wife shared it at one point in time on facebook but it's like you know that that level mario 3 where the sun tries to kill you today's that day. Um, oh yes. And, and it was like, there was a moment where it just like, I was like halfway up a street and it just like, it, the sort of the clouds just rolled back and I just like, sort of like squatted down and put my, <laughs> like just like curled up in a bowl. And I was like, I hate this so much, <laughs> so much. Ugh. Um. And so, I mean, other than that, I mean, it, it was hot and muggy here for a couple of days, but Uh, you know, today was sort of a little, today was muggy, but it was also a little cooler. Um, but yeah, it, this, it's been like an okay couple of weeks. Uh, I, uh, I helped a couple of guys from church. We, we grabbed, we went to like, it was behind the one telephone company that had some old like utility poles and you can just like, like if you ask, you can just go in there and have them. Um, so hmm. the one guy had, anyways, he had set up like he he had asked about grabbing a couple. So we went in, we grabbed them, and it was like four or five of us, and we ended up just like basically like brute for, like brute forcing these things. Like we we just like basically picked them up, and then like carried them onto this trailer, like threw them onto this trailer, and then and dude, like they were they were heavy, yeah, um, they they were very heavy. And there was this point where it was like. I was like, I was trying to talk everybody through like what we should do to put the one down. I was like, okay, let's all get on the one side and everybody got on the one side. And then like the people in the back started letting it go (laughs) before. And I was like, I was like, Oh, Oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to hold this thing. So, um,
0: interesting. What was he doing with utility poles?
1: Uh, he, he was building like a little bit. He had like a little bit of like a drainage ditch Creek thing and it was sort of like and he was just building like a little footbridge across it.
0: Ah, uh-huh. interesting. So, okay. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah.
1: It was uh it was neat. But yeah, just kind of an okay couple of weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, I I, sur- I I survived my Mario three sun level once you yeah. me days. Uh, so yeah. How about you, man? What's 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 been good? What's been popping?
0: That is a good question. Um, My mind is like just totally drawing a blank. Um, I don't know how much, I can't remember how much detail I've gone into, um, but stuff at work has been changing for me. And so it's a lot of learning, um, Mm. stepping into a slightly different role uh, or not even just different, just added responsibilities basically. So, um, so lots of learning and, uh, Moving forward and not really knowing where I'm going. So it's 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 fun. It's exciting. It's just also like, it's just weird. Um, but it's funny. You mentioned a meme that you saw that you identified with. I've, I've seen one that's been shared um, multiple times. And it is so true. Um, and I'm probably going to butcher it. But it basically says something like, um, adulthood is just telling yourself that next week things will finally slow down. Over and over again for yeah. the rest of your life, and uh, that's that's kind of how I feel. Is like there's just it's it's crazy. There's always there's always something like um. So two two of the pastors at my church um just left for a trip to Israel with a bunch of people on Friday, and so the other kind of like executive pastor I guess on staff was preaching this Sunday. And on Saturday, he hurt his back somehow and had to go to the hospital. So then like last minute, um, our worship pastor preached. And so like today, when we usually start planning for next Sunday, um, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on. We don't know who's going to preach and what's going to happen. So it's, just, it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't know. It You know, things thought they were going to slow down and they don't. It's just life. Rot, just go raggy. It. It's fun. It's fun. Life is fun. I'm <laughs> glad I'm not in school right now. Um, so we'll see. You know, check in next month and see <laughs> what life is like then. Uh, that, maybe that then you're going to stop shaving your head just so you have hair to pull out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that uh, that works. Or yeah, you'll just have like. You'll, you'll see, I'll have massive bags under my eyes because I just won't sleep. I'll be like, Are know. you wearing corpse paint? And you're like, No, that's <laughs> that's the the bags under my
1: eyes. I haven't seen corpse I haven't seen the light of day in <laughs> in weeks.
0: Corpse <laughs> corpse paint, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> can, yeah, yeah. And then I'll just need to get a Kirby so we can have a corpse paint Kirby as well. Uh, anyways, so along with, I mean, you know, just with how busy life gets sometimes, um, I imagine once I jump into school that I won't have very much to report on. Wink, wink. Come, (laughs) uh, come, uh, recording nights. Um, but that day is not today. So you want to jump into the backlog report? That was a heck of a segue, Josh. (laughs) heck of a segue, I, thank you. I feel like I might have been trying too hard, but you know, eh. I, we'll just we'll just roll with it. <laughs>
1: I, you know, um, what? I I think it was good. So, thank you, thank you. Well,
0: okay, let me get my. What did I write down this week? What's on the teleprompter for us to go through? The power, the, the, po- the PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. East winds at thirty mile an hour. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Um. Okay, so I don't know why that had to do with PowerPoint, but... Did you ever uh, listen,
1: t- the, just a brief aside, did you ever listen, there was like a an NPR, uh, maybe it was like a This American Life, and they, they talked about, uh, sort of like one of the, the stories, they talked about how there's like a, a weather service in Britain where that's all he does, this dude does, for hours on end, is he just reads like nautical stuff, like, nautical, like, he reads the weather for, like, not different, like, in different nautical terms and stuff. Hmm. I just... I did not know that. It just, you said that, and it just, like, sort of triggered that in my brain, <laughs> and I was like, "There's, there was something else in that story or whatever, but I don't remember it. I just
0: remember them talking about that. Anyways,
1: anyways, so, your report, Josh.
0: Oh, mine, okay, okay, so I guess I'm going first. I guess we're doing this. Okay, so, um, just because I always start with Vigigames. games. Vidgy games. I've been playing some Vigigames. games., um, so I've been playing Dragon Quest 8, you know, and like I said, it's gonna be a while before I'm done with this one. Um, you know, last time when with my report, I was probably about a dozen hours in, I've added maybe another five or so. Um, and it's good, man. I'm you know, just making my way through. Enjoying the characters, um, we um, we were on another podcast last week um, talking about mm. Earthbound over at the Retro Zoo Super Show. So go check mm. that out. Mm. Um, and I mentioned how Earthbound had, it does this thing where it feels like it's a series of vin- vignettes, and I related that to Dragon Quest. And I feel like so far that is somewhat how this game has been. Now that said, this one does have kind of a stronger narrative that's running through it at least Mm -hmm. so far in the game i don't know if it kind of goes off the rails the last area that i that i went through kind of had the least to do with the main story but i actually probably liked its story beats the most out of everything it's you go into the city and everything is like blacked out and the king has been in mourning over his wife who died like two years previous And uh, so you have to like help him out and you do this weird stuff and basically like not conjure up her ghost, but sort of conjure up her ghost and that helps him kind of move on because she's like, you know, I was great, but you're still the king. So be a king Um, because she was always very uh, encouraging. She doesn't say it that way. That was not very encouraging. I just screwed it all up. But anyways, it was a very heartwarming very touching scene in the game and uh i enjoyed it quite a lot so Mm -hmm. i'm making my way through dragon quest 8 and digging it um another game that i played a little bit of i actually forgot to write it down in the notes uh so i did a mini little draft for our uh patreon patrons patrons there you go our patron saints um and and it came up with a couple different games because people like to vote more than once because I didn't uh, make it so that you can only vote once. Um, and the one that was voted the most was a little game on PlayStation 2 called Katamari Damashi. And uh, mm-hmm. th- it is quite a game. It is quite a game. Um, it's th- super you look like weird. It's super
1: weird.
0: it is possibly one of the weirdest one of the weirdest games I've ever played in the style of like WarioWare weird or like Rhythm Heaven Fever type of weird Mm -hmm. or maybe even Elite Beat Agents very eccentric and very but that's actually what I love about it is that it doesn't hold back it's just like it just is so comfortable being so weird and not Having to be like, okay, are you still with me here? Are you still with me here? Okay, check out this weird thing. No, it's just like, I am flamboyant. I am strange. I am weird. You go roll up the, the creatures and the earth and do it. Um, And so I I am enjoying the game. I haven't touched it in quite a while um, because I actually have to sit down to play it. I can't play it handheld. I I like the overall aesthetic of the game a lot. I mm-hmm. like the weirdness. The control scheme, my brain has not wrapped itself around how to control entirely, and so I find myself kind of stopping and starting a lot, and I've hit a level where I've actually have not been able to progress um, and tried it a couple times. So I need to get better. I need to go. I need to keep going at it, Um, but I am digging the game. It is just one of the strangest experiences that I'm enjoying it. It's good. I it like is. It. it is. I I like that game. I
1: like that game a lot, and I think I mentioned in the Discord or uh, either that or like in 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 Patreon. Uh, I had a roommate years ago who played the mess out of that game, and he sort <laughs> of like he like he played it so much that I was like, okay like i i would watch and it's just like it's a very different vibe because yes it has mm-hmm. like a game element and there's like objectives and times and sort of but at the same time it's just like mm, kind of like mm, it's it's almost like a very zen experience sometimes mm-hmm. like it's just very chill it's very kind of like yeah i'm just going to roll stuff up onto my katamari yeah and I'm just
0: going to make as big a ball as I can. <laughs> yeah. And and knock people over and then roll them in the ball and while they're screaming and yelling. But it's funny. It's played for laughs. Mm-hmm. They're not actually getting hurt and being sent off into space and becoming stars. Not really. Anyways. Aren't um,
1: they? Aren't they?
0: <laughs> they kind of are. And it's kind of because the cosmos king was a drunkard. So, that's fun. The king of all the cosmos is a heck of a character. <laughs> He's also a terrible father. An absolutely yes. terrible father. Mhm. He just berates his son the entire time. Um but it's funny. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I I dig the game. There I just need to I need to get better cuz it hasn't it hasn't clicked for me you're talking about how it's a zen experience and i see what you're saying except that i it has not become my hands have not become one they don't speak the hand language <laughs> of the game quite yet so i need to get there with it but i i am enjoying it so far even though um i found it to be slightly frustrating um okay so the last game that i have played over the past two weeks i just finished it up this weekend and I forgot to mention it in in our Discord, but I've been playing through Blaster Master Zero. Mm. Um, I have it on mm. 3DS. I know it's on Steam and on Switch. And sure, I I could have played it on a better you know on a better platform, but 3DS was perfectly fine. And uh, man, it's good stuff. It is. It is just a great little retro throw throwback. It's funny, I. Actually have never played the original Blaster Master. And mm-hmm. I know that this is a remake of that game. Um, while I was playing the game, I was like, man, this is some good music. They really know what they're doing. Come to find out, it's basically like remixed versions of the original tunes or, you know, like yeah. beefed up versions. So so it's basically the original soundtrack um, just w- with a little higher fidelity um, so, it's really good. I, I did finish it. Um, so, this game is by Inti Creates. Um, and Inti Creates also made Azure Striker Gunvolt. Mm-hmm. And it does the same thing as Azure Striker Gunvolt, where you beat the game, and it gives you a, a bad ending, an unsatisfying ending. And it requires you to go back and go through all the rooms that you hadn't gone through and beat all the bosses in the game in order to unlock the final secret area and get the real ending of the game. Now that said, this game is not as difficult as Azure Striker. Um, in fact, as I was looking at reviews after I finished the game, um, lots of reviewers said that it was just like actually really easy. That was one of the, one of the cons of a lot of the reviews was that the difficulty was non-existent. Um, I I take a little different stance. It has a very strange difficulty curve because um, basically so long as you don't get hit, you are super powerful. But as soon as you get hit, you lose some of your powers and you have to kind of change up your strategies. So it's like, I get why you would say it's really easy because if you're super powerful, you can just wreck shop. And if you're Mm -hmm. careful while you're wrecking shop, you can just continue to wreck shop. But, but there's
1: like a meter that every time you kill something, you build up. And then when you max it, 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 is this the mechanic that you're sort of referencing? And then as you build up that meter, like your shots become more and more powerful. Yeah. But then as soon as yeah, you start you get,
0: taking damage, like that meter drops. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. And so you have to use different types of guns. Because if you have the most powerful gun, it like goes through walls, it stuns enemies, it's super powerful. Um, but as soon as you lose it, then you're like, oh shoot! Now I have to use something else, and I'm not used to this, and you know. So, um, and I I will say there's like almost no penalty to dying, so um, that did make it easier as well, which was a great quality of life thing for a 30 year old old adult with children. Mm-hmm. Um, that made it very nice, but very I, nice. I can understand. i can understand where people would take issue with it i really enjoyed my time with it i thought it was a great little retro throwback um that was worth i mean i gosh i well i had it on 3ds so i must have bought it before i got the switch um it must have been on sale at some point but um definitely i would recommend blaster master zero it was a good time Okay, cool. Um, so transitioning out of video games, sort of, the only caveat to that is um, something we mentioned on the last episode that we started doing was uh, Habitica. Mm. So Mm. we talked about this. It's a website. It's also an app. Um, I would recommend setting, I would recommend using it, but um, it's basically a way to gamify your to-do list. So you play a little RPG, you set up your character, you give them equipment, you go out on quests and stuff like that, um, all dependent on whether or not you are doing the things, like you are accomplishing the goals that you set for yourself in the real world. Um, so I'd recommend setting it up online and then getting the app. It's, it's nice to be able to check stuff off right from your phone, but you do also need to, I would say, you need to open up a browser and set stuff up there. It's just a lot easier. Um, the one thing hmm. that I have found to be most beneficial for me has actually been the social aspect of the game. Uh, we we joined up a little. Not it's not a guild; it's a party. It's something like party. that. I don't remember what it's called. We yeah, go on just quests. A just a party. There you mm-hmm. go, and and we take down bosses, and that has given me the most motivation because. If I don't finish my daily to-dos, we both take damage from the bosses, not just myself. So, it's been more motivating knowing that I am like I I'm I'm the jerk who's not doing what needs to be done and we're both taking damage for it. So, that's that's been nice. Um so it's it's sort of like in this midpoint between video games and other types of priorities in your life. So as as I'm rolling through to reading and scripture memorization, it has come into uh, it has helped me a lot with being more consistent with these things because I have on my dailies um, reading, uh, reading scripture, reading Calvin's Institutes because I said that I wanted to read it in 2019, um, and then I started at your um recommendation reading the valley of vision doing those readings that joe thorne has put out and so all those things are on my daily to do and so if we get if we take damage almost every day it's because i'm not fulfilling all of that stuff (laughs) um but i will say it has definitely helped a lot so there has been progress in in all of those areas in terms of reading the institutes in the valley of vision um I've been doing pretty good with that. And then also just going through um, uh, memorization of James chapter one and using the verses app has been great. Um, Even if it's just slight, like at least I'm doing it almost every day at this point, kind of refreshing everything, getting it down piece by piece. I think what I need to start doing is just looking at the last six or so verses and getting that down by itself and then kind of putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the portion where um, it just, it doesn't flow. Like if I'm, if I'm trying to recite it from memory, it doesn't flow. That's like, if I can get s- certain parts started and where different thoughts kind of connect, if I can get those parts, then I can keep going. But um, starting with nothing, I'm, I'm just kind of floundering. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, okay. I think I've rambled enough with my report. How, how? What do you have to report on? My um, good sir.
1: Well, I I've, I've been using Habitica as well. I did not know there was a website. I just was using the. Oh yes. The app, and it is.
0: Hmm. Mm, hmm. Hmm.
1: I was depriving myself. I guess
0: we should have discussed this a little bit more. <laughs> well, because yeah, it helps a lot.
1: I'm just saying, like it, it's a it's a different little setup or whatever and uh i mm-hmm. kind of i still like the actual habit thing i'm trying to sort of like figure out how to um i'm not really sure how to to use the habits like i basically yeah. set them up, I, I, well we can talk more about this later <laughs> need to talk really good but similar things like what i found is that using Habitica has helped me to sort of stay on task Now, last week, I sort of got a little lazy. Um, And so I wasn't as sort of on top of my memorization as I would have liked to have been. And I'll sort of move in opposite order. Uh, Okay. And so my memorization, I had one really strong week where I pretty much got the the first chapter of Galatians down again. And I'm going to spend the rest of this week just sort of firming that up. It's like, and I'll use verses to sort of help me refresh and things like that. But when I can say it from beginning to end without too many errors or whatever, mm-hmm. or or stalls, at that point in time, I'll be like, okay, like pick up the second one or pick up the first chunk of chapter two and move on from there. And, and a lot of that's like just reading, like I just, you know, and I think we've talked about this before, but like one of the things I want to do is read it out loud. And I'm probably going to add that to my habits list, but read scripture out loud, read my memorization out loud. Okay. 10 times a day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so, um, anyways.
0: Like the entire chapter 10
1: times? No, just whatever I'm working on, okay. on that particular gotcha. week. Um, just like cool. read it out loud 10 times a day. Um, but then with my, my reading, I've, I, you know, so, my reading was like, okay, this week, uh, I've, I've been doing that, uh, calling your anger book. It's like a devotional that I mentioned. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, it's been good. Uh, you know, I, I skipped a day or two at one point in time. Uh, but I've just sort of been like coming back to it. And, and I really, it's, it's something that I actually, like, I think I'm going to take a little, after I'm done, I'm going to take a little bit of time off. I've got another devotional book that, I will. I'm actually gonna just pick up, and I don't typically do devotional style book booklets, but it's been helpful. It's been nice. Um, And I have another one. It's it's the Bearded Gospel Men devotional. Um, Okay. So um, we're gonna find out if I like it or not. And (laughs) the the other thing is, there was a a rough tunes uh, that Paul Cox posted. And it was a picture. I liked it so much, I made it the background for my phone. But it's a picture of Luther climbing a tree. And there's a quote mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm just going to like read it. Basically, uh, Martin Luther said, uh, this is the quote. For some years now, I have read through the Bible twice every year. If you picture the Bible to be a mighty tree and every word a little branch, I have shaken every one of those branches because I wanted to know what it was and what it meant. Martin Luther uh, and that's from his works volume 54 that's a quote out of that and it's just a little cartoon of Martin Luther climbing a tree and I actually posted on his page I was like uh, please tell me that you are going to make this a full-size print that I can buy um, <laughs> so uh, because it it's 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 a very it, one it's a very nice illustration too I I just like it a whole lot and it's sort of been a bit of a, a conviction for me where I'm like ah okay like I've set some goals this year, but I think after this year, I'm going to just sort of try to get into reading through the Bible again, like once a year, twice a year sort Mm. of thing. Um, And just, you know, sort of trying to cultivate some of that. Um, Anyways, so been using Habitica, but I've also, as far as books, like I said, been keeping up on calming your spirit. Mostly that's been daily over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've managed to d- plug down a couple chapters of Good and Angry, um, and I read through an additional chapter of uh, The Company We Keep, which are sort of like, those are the ones I'm sort of trying to hit. As soon as I'm done with uh, Good and Angry, I'm going to work through some of the, the other books that we had on f- for our reading club that I didn't manage to finish from last year. I think I'm going to move into Power Up and just sort of like really hammer down throw the hammer down on power up by Chris Kohler. Um, Mm -hmm. anyways, uh, as far as games go. So, uh, you mentioned as your striker gun vault, I have been picking it up playing. I do really like it. Um, one of the things I like is like, I've been playing it over my lunch break. And so I can play through a level in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So that lets me sort of run through levels and I've been. We talked a little bit. There's like a challenge system in there, and so I've been trying to do some of that. And I just like the accessibility. I like the game, and I like the fact that like uh, Gunvolt levels up, and so he gets like a little harder to kill uh, as the more you play and everything like that. I, I, I like yeah. that. That's that to me. That's it's like mm, this is like some some clever design. There have been there's been like one level in particular that I have been really frustrated with uh the water the water level. Um yeah, okay, where yeah. where the well <laughs> where the dude starts flooding the levels and you have you basically have to jump and then there's these shutters that will slam down and basically once once you're underwater you, you, you die fairly quickly. Um there was one sort of weird moment where uh she su- uh she sang the anthem mm-hmm. and I came back to life. And I couldn't, I couldn't be killed, but it was just like awful (laughs) because like, (laughs) you you know, it's like, I'm, I'm just shooting these stupid shutters, just trying to get past it. And I just, I think I just turned it off at that point. I was like, no, I, this is no, no, (laughs) like anyways. Um, but enjoying it, um, it's sort of one of those things that like, it's become like, it just sort of an easy little like time kill for me. And it's, it's mm-hmm. I, I think, too, one of the things I appreciate about that game is that it does teach you how to play it um, very nicely. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, more thoughts as I sort of come back to it later. I picked up, uh, so a few years ago when Horizon Zero Dawn came out, I had, I bought it. I, there was like a day one purchase. I think I pre-ordered it. You know, I, I was mildly obsessed with that game. Um, anyways, played that a while ago, but I bought the DLC for it and I hadn't, ne- I hadn't touched the DLC and will you know, and so I had this and it was sitting on there and I was like, ah, I'm going to fire this up. And so I've sort of been playing through that and, um, just sort of getting like that game is absolutely, I, I feel like that, that came out the same year as Breath of the Wild. And I feel like it's mm-hmm. a shame because it just really... Got sort of snubbed in a lot of ways because it they dropped around the same time, and so like there's obvious comparisons because they're both sort of open world games. They're sort of like sort of like an adventure survival sort of thing going on, and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just I I really feel like you know, and it's not to sort of go down that that path, but I really felt like it got snubbed, and uh, I really like the game, really enjoying my time in the DLC. And so, yeah. And then, uh, I played and beat Edith Finch or what remains of Edith Finch. Uh, Oh
0: yeah.
1: I, that game, and I'm going to go back through and hundred percent because it's going to be a fairly easy 100%, but also because like, I really enjoyed my time with that. Um, Okay. You know, Logan just did uh an episode of TRG sort of where he had Matt Millsap and uh another guy on and they talked about it a little bit. And other dude, you're probably never going to listen to this up this podcast, so <laughs> but sorry I forgot your name. Uh but anyways, uh and I feel like the treatment they did was was pretty solid and and you know they did like a, a fairly solid uh sort of examination sort of critique of the game or, you know, but, uh, the one thing I kept sort of thinking about is like, man, like it's a walking simulator, but it's walking simulators done right. Like there are gamified elements to this, to this game that you don't see in other walking Sims. Like when you look at some of the contemporaries, like, uh, uh, like Gone to the Rapture or Firewatch. Like, you're just walking around and you're sort of, like, uh, interacting a little bit with the environment. But, it, like, it's pretty... <laughs> eh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it, if yeah. there's tension or suspense, it's usually built through, like, set pieces. It's not built through gameplay. But the, the thing is, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch is incredibly... Like, the, it has, like, some incredibly well- crafted game elements. It's just like, there, there's some really cool uh, story segments and just the way that, I mean, like I said, I, it, there's something about this game. And like I said, I want to go back and sort of re-examine it and sort of spend a little more time with it. But I really, I I playing through it. I'm like, man, no, this is like people who want to do sort of the, the much more, like, I think there's always been a struggle to create games that do not like it's it's really easy to make a game that's based in a shooter or shooter type engine right you just Mm -hmm. like and that's how you interact you you blow things up you kill monsters whatever um so we have all these rule sets that are very bent on destruction like that's sort of the way we interact with medium what remains of edith finch sort of for the first time i think presents a really compelling model of what we can do when destroying, like when destruction isn't at the core of the sort of the game elements. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. And, and I think it's just, it's, it's really clever and it, I want to see more people take cues from that, that game.
0: Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. I saw, so they, they, they did that episode of the podcast on it. And then you mentioned that you were playing it. And I was like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I have that one. I'm going to go like check it out because it's only a few hours long. I could get myself, you know, some more backlog golf points. And um, turns out I mixed up what Remains, of Edith, what Remains of Edith Finch with The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's the um... one that I own. So didn't play either of them.
1: It did just come out on Switch not too
0: long ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. So,
1: I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, as far as back golf goes, you may not want to yeah. pick it up. Not the kind but, of points
0: I was talking about.
1: But it's, it's good. It's very <laughs> yeah. good. Um, it definitely is sort of like one of those things where I'm like, man, I can't believe I waited this long to play this kind of thing. Okay. Like, and I don't feel that way often about games. Uh, yeah. But and then lastly fired up the year old PSVR headset and started playing mm.
0: Moss. hmm And I hard it. I hard it so much. <laughs> That's the it's, one like you are looking over the whole like area where the character uh-huh. is, right?
1: Yeah. You're sort of like looking over and you can kind of like look around the world and uh it's sort of i think where okay so astrobot rescue mission is sort of like the vr answer to like the mario style platforming games and moss i think like the closest parallel that i've been is like really does sort of vibe with like a legend of zelda type of okay adventure it like there's some puzzle solving light puzzle solving uh i really like that game i think it's absolutely charming. And again. Oh my goodness. It's I'm not I'm not bored. I'm I'm just I'm very sleepy. (laughs) Um it's it was a long day. Um anyways, but yeah, Moss is really good. I took the the point for playing it. Um and I have no regrets. I really it's one of those games that I will go through and I think get the platinum on. Um, because unless something like happens, you know, further on in the game that r- really changes my mind, I'm absolutely like, it, it is, it's, it's absolutely charming. Like, I, you know, and I can only play it a couple hours at a time, you know, mm-hmm. tops and then like, you know, but so that's my backlog report. I've done some reading memorization. I, like I said, I had a really good week one week and then this last week was kind of like iffy. I've also been adding some like scattershot verses from my devotional. And then, um, good and angry. Uh, he, he recommends, uh, memorizing Psalm 23. Um, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, he, he leads me to lie down and greet pastures. And I'm like, ah, no, these are good things to, to remember and think on. And, uh,
0: Anyways. Yep. Anyways. Nice. I completely forgot when I was talking. I don't know if this is something that should be a part of every backlog report or not, but just because it has something to do with backlog golf, um I did actually pick up a couple games over the weekend <gasps> cuz Oh no. Yeah, GameStop was having a sale, so oh, okay. I picked up um uh The Evil Within and Dragon's Crown were 5 bucks each. So oh taken points for those nate has been eyeballing the evil within
1: and it's the spoilers it's gone on nate's list of potential halloween games
0: uh yes yeah i mean we did we did a resident evil 4 you know uh was that last year or was that two years ago two years that was last year okay last year was dead space last year was dead space you're right there you go Um, And I had a great time with that. And this is, you know, like the spiritual successor. I have heard that the second game is much better than the first. I've heard that the first game has some issues. Um, Either it's like difficulty spikes or it's really repetitive or something like that. That's okay with me. Just like Mm -hmm. I'm fine going into it knowing that Um, I'm just interested because I liked Resident Evil 4 and I'm down with more of that because I heard that the next Resident Evil game's didn't really, uh, it went a different direction. I will put it that way.
1: Five was basically an action shooter, mm-hmm. like it was, I mean, with sort of with like some Resident Evil set pieces. So I liked five, I just it did
0: not sort of like fill the void, right? So, yeah, when you're expecting four and you get Gears of War instead, it's just different, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that's I think it's like yeah. So the evil within i think that's actually um it, it's interesting because people law- like i want to say the second one actually didn't do very well uh commercially but i have heard that the second game is is much better than the first but strangely enough i do still want to play the first game in the series oh no I, I definitely want cheap. to play both of them like yeah well you know i read something recently about what order you want to play your video games in
1: <laughs> oh you man you are the segway master segway <laughs> just, master. just for today this um, is like so the yeah. master's
0: courses with josh brocklow on how to segway <laughs> I wish, well, no, I, I'll, if, if this is ever to happen again, I'll probably have to, you know, like actually think about it beforehand. This just kind of rolled off. I literally forgot that I didn't, you know, I didn't even talk about the games that I had picked up this this past week. Um, but anyways, no, so for today, what we wanted to discuss, you know, we are the backlog breakdown. We talk about backlogs. Mm-hmm. We talk about mm-hmm. games and what ought to be on our backlog and what ought to not to be on our backlog, somewhat, sort of, kind of. Everyone's different. I get it. That's cool. Um, but it, in the spirit of, you know, determining whether or not games are worthy of your backlog and whether or not you are just accumulating things and games just for another, you know, notch on your belt or whether it's actually something worth your time and worth your while, um, we were sent a an article by friend of the show, Logan Sharp, quite a while ago that we wanted to address. And it takes up this topic of feeling the need to play older games in a series before the newer games. And mm-hmm. it's, that's kind of a weird way of, of saying it, but... um. I do see in myself that this can be an issue sometimes that I, I can be intimidated and, and I'll give just a quick example here recently, um, is that I own a handful of dragon quest games. Dragon quest 11 is coming out soon. It's coming out for switch. The, the fantastic definitive edition is what it seems like. Um, yeah, it's gotten rave reviews. And so I am very, very, um, Tempted to purchase this game, but I've also heard the Dragon Quest Eight is like one of the top in the series. I've also heard the Five is one of the best ones. I own it and haven't played that one either. Um, so I figured, why not play Eight? That way, I can like calm down just a little bit, so I don't have to throw sixty dollars at a new game as soon as Eleven comes out on Switch. Um, but along those same lines, is me kind of feeling like, hey. Maybe I should play some of these older games. Particularly with Dragon Quest XI, I've heard that they reference a lot of the older games in the series, and while I've played the first game and I've played the fourth game as well, um, you know, I haven't played all the games in the series, and I own some of them, so why not go ahead and jump in, especially when they are um, critically acclaimed, and especially when one of my best buddies puts Dragon Quest VIII on his favorite games of all time why not go Mm. ahead and Mm. jump in now? Um, So I I do think that this can be um, an issue that we face, especially if you're a loser like me and you have a huge backlog of games that you haven't touched. um, You kind of feel obligated to go back and get some history on a current game that is released. So... Um, if you would like, there is going to be a link in the description to this particular article found on games radar. Um, we talked a little bit before the show started the, unfortunately the website has a lot of advertisements on it. So you may want to go into, what was it? What did you do on your phone? You went into like reader mode. Is that what it's called? Reader mode.
1: Yeah. There's like, uh, I, when you open it up on my iPhone, there's like a little tab and it you can just click it and it'll open. Like there's a little like tab sort of button at the top and you can top left corner uh, in the, in the bar where you put the, the web site address kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's lines and it'll just, it does like a, a reader mode where it just, it just basically pulls all the text and gets rid of a lot of the ads and crap. I that's how I've I've started reading a lot of uh, articles ad revenue like you know don't I don't want to deprive companies but some of these people just it's like yeah come on come on let's be reasonable
0: (laughs) yeah I don't I don't know what browser it was I was looking at this and again yes I agree um you know credit where credit is due games radar that wrote this review I did also just want to give a shout out because the um the person who wrote it his name is Austin Wood I just want to give him credit because this is his article on GamesRadar. But earlier, I don't remember what browser I was using. There were literally ads, um, those little like rectangular ads that were popped up that went over the text and I could not close the ad. So what I had to do was I had to highlight the text and then copy it and paste it into another page just to read what it said. Um, yeah. and that was that at that point I was just like, this is, this is ridiculous. I should have gone into reader mode. Um, so silly, <laughs> but that, that is neither here nor there. Just thought that, you know, that since we're, since we're recommending this article for your reading pleasure, just wanted to give that caveat is that, uh, you know, the website has lots of advertisements on it. So, um, the, the article itself is titled, A simple rule killed my backlog and changed gaming for me. Just play the new one. Um, Mm -hmm. So what are your initial thoughts as um, Mr. Wood has presented his argument for why you should not care about previous entries in the series? Um. Well, overall, I, I,
1: I, my initial sort of reaction just before I even read the article, um, just sort of looking at it, I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, feel like when we are engaging this from a a, a Christian perspective or from a, you know, uh, a perspective that is trying to engage this hobby with, uh, with stewardship and wisdom and just trying trying to be responsible like there is a part where i'm saying like you you bought this this game and so mm-hmm. in a way i think there are times where it's like if you don't sort of like do do diligence do do that's two types of do do and then d u e. and mm-hmm. if if you don't you sort of put duty. in due do, duties Yes, right. you have it's a duty, duty to, to do due diligence. Diligence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sorry, Poop I'm jokes.
0: 13.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, let's man. try this again. Uh, Take
0: number two. <laughs> um, but, you know,
1: it's it's sort of there is an accountability for how we spend our money that needs to be taken into account. And um, mm-hmm. so... But then I, I read the article, and I think some of what he says is not terrible. Uh, I think that there is a point where you can sort of become paralyzed in sort of looking at, especially if you do have a backlog with several hundred. I mean, I've gone through and I've sort of purged the, the, the numbers, and I've said, ah, I'm never mm-hmm. going to play this, and just I abandon or shelf it or whatever uh, in, in the, the lovely little GG app um hey, but but i i think it it is one of those things where there is a part of me that's very much like listen we need to you spent the money you sort of owe something to this not to sort of want to burden people but like but at the same time there's a point where it's like hey like you know let's be honest like you don't need to go back and play every final fantasy just mm-hmm. just if you just like if the new one looks interesting and that's what you want to play Then play it, or if like you're interested in the Final Fantasy VII remake, and that's what you're sort of interested in, you want to play, then just play it. And if you want to go back and revisit some of the series, that's fine. But I don't think, especially like like in the case of like Dragon Quest series, like none of them are really super tied to the others. And I think except one and two.
0: Yes. So if you want to play two, play one first. But no one wants to do that. So sorry.
1: Dude, you can get the iPhone version. They make like an iOS, Android oh, version of those games. You can beat in like five, six hours. So if yeah. you like, it's. I, I've i played both of them. I enjoy them.
0: Like, yeah. it's whatever. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mean anything against the game. Just like I have never met anyone in my life who's like, oh, I really want to play Dragon Quest 2, but I need to play the first one first. Anyways, sorry. You do was- know Paul so that's true hey you know that's true watch he's like gonna tweet us when he's this goes like, live and just be like i can't wait to play dragon quest 2 he'll, he'll, he'll be like thank you so much
1: for reminding me how much i wanted to play dragon quest 2 <laughs> um but i th- i think that like you, you know some of what he said has merit i've i find myself having like sort of shaking my head and saying, no, I've, I've done that from time to time where, um, you know, I, I do think there's a time to sort of like go back to older games and replay them. Um, I mean, I really did enjoy my time with earthbound. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I mean, he, uh, in the article, I think he brought up, uh, the God of war games and he yeah. said, you know, he, I I can't remember if he said that he had played some of the earlier ones, but he's like, eh, I played the, I played the latest one really liked it. And that was good enough. And I'm like, like, I, I just, I, I kind of agree with him to a certain extent that like, you know, sometimes like we, we artificially sort of like prolong things and we create problems for ourselves by saying, well, you know what? I can't play the latest God of war because I haven't beaten one, two and three and all the, the PS, uh PlayStation Portable and Vita Mm -hmm. ports and everything else. And he's like, no, I just played the new one and it was good. And I liked it. And that was enough. And I'm like, man, you know what? I, I, I had played the first two. I thought they were okay. I felt like no need to go back and play the third one. And Mm -hmm. I still like love the snot out of the God of War uh, remake. So. I, I Or you know the the most recent God of War game, and yeah. I'm just I'm just saying like I think there is merit to that. So like it was like one of those things. Initially, I sort of like was like oh well I don't know. I and again I I think there's sort of a nuance there. There is like a part where it's like well you know okay you do sort of have an obligation to sort of again like you spent money on this thing. There's a part of me that says like I think it, there's a re, a responsible sort of take on it saying well you spent money on it you at least need to sort of like give it a shot yeah you know and if you you're not going to do that then maybe you need to examine your spending habits you know et cetera, uh, et cetera. yeah and um but then i i i couldn't help i i really did agree with him like he mentioned uh he had never he hadn't played any of the Devil May Cry games prior to the DMC reboot. Um right. And then he played that. He liked it. And so now he's playing Devil May Cry 5. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That's pretty cool. Now, I do think he's, like, personally, like, I really liked the first Devil May Cry a lot, first mm-hmm. two Devil May Cry games. And so there's a part of me that wants to go back and, like, try and go back through them. There's also a part of yeah. me that's like, there's also a part of me that's like, ah, uh, I remember those controls not being my favorite. <laughs> Don't want to learn that finger language. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and it's like, you, you know what, Like, and not to throw shade here, but I've even sort of like, I have all of the Dark Souls games. You know, mm-hmm. I bought them for PS4 on different sales and stuff. And there's a part of me that like, I'm kind of like, I'm like, I need to go back and play Dark Souls One. And even after reading that video or that uh yeah, I read the video. Man. <laughs> In reader mode. You like audio books? Why don't you record <laughs> yourself reading them? Man, that's that's a a bit of a like I use we use audacity, I use audacity to record my audio and for whatever reason when I'm talking about it to people, I call it audible, just so you understand, listener. And Josh, Josh sort of. (laughs) I can't even talk. Nate talks so good right now. Mm, All the best words. Um, Nate, Nate is best talker. There is. Um, Anyways. um, But Josh one time made, made a, a bit of a joke. And so it's become sort of a running gag between us. It was a fairly recent joke. So it's, A fairly recent running gag, but I'm going to bring it up from time to time Um, (laughs) because I like it Um, because I try not to take myself too seriously. Anyways, point I was making is I think there's sort of, there's a nuanced sort of line there that we have to examine that. And I think Mm -hmm. he, he raises a good point is that we can sort of like get caught in that like a weird feedback loop and say I can't play this game here that I really want to play until I play all these other games that came before it so that I can understand and I'm saying like mm. I would almost like and again sort of bringing up the Dark Souls thing it's like I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Dark Souls 3 and if I like that mm-hmm. enough maybe go back and look at the other two you, you know yeah. instead of sort of saying like oh I'm going to I'm going to start at Dark Souls 1 I'm gonna play this and it, and it's like mm, well, okay, like and 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 again, I spend the money, so there's a part of me that's like ah, I need to play these at some point, and I probably will, but mm-hmm. y- you know, that's that's sort of where I'm falling, which is kind yeah. of like a like hey, in the middle-ish kind of right.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think you you're hitting on something too. Uh, That it just, uh, you know, not to be too (laughs) overly optimistic, I don't know, whatever, I don't have to preface anything. Um, One thing, I think in the age that we live in now, there are two things that really work in our favor. One is that new games generally introduce the player to the world that you're in, right? Like even if it is a sequel, um, by and large, if it's not a a standalone type game, it will teach you how to play. You're not going to be too left out um, for most games nowadays. Developers um, don't do what they used to do kind of in the NES era of making a sequel. That was like a direct continuation that you needed to have context in order to play. Um, most of the time, you know, just because it's an industry that needs to make money, you need to market to a broad audience and and, an audience that includes people who have not played your previous games. And that's just kind of a known, um, thing about, um, game development in general. And so we kind of reap the benefits of that, that by and large, even if you're playing, you know, the 15th final fantasy game in the series you don't need context there there will be throwbacks and references for people who have played other games in the series but for the most part you don't have to worry about being super lost um and then the other thing is that we also have the internet and we have uh, tons of different places that review video games And you are able to do research on what a good game is and why you should or shouldn't play other games in a series before you even go out and buy a particular game. Um, So I think that that has to do with, too, kind of what you brought up, is this idea of actually doing your due diligence, right? Um, If you own a game, actually playing it. Well, kind of the flip side of that is actually kind of researching the games that you do want to purchase. Um, I, and it's it's pretty easy <laughs> to do Google searches and to find reviewers and people um, who have similar tastes to you or at least people who are articulate enough about video games that they can describe the different parts of the game and you can see whether or not that resonates with you and whether or not that sounds like an experience that you're going to want to partake in even before purchasing the game. Now, sometimes that takes patience because mm-hmm. certain ge- you know, th- it means not a day one pickup deal. Maybe that means waiting a couple weeks until you know, the dust has settled. Um as much as we talk about the Legend of Zelda series in general and as much as we both enjoy it whether there's certain game, you know. Um th- I think we can acknowledge that whenever a new Legend of Zelda game comes out, everyone it seems it has this weird it has this weird thing where it gets like automatic tens by most people mm-hmm. and then as the days go by, as the years go by um, the, it kind of evens out a little bit. Um, so something like Skyward Sword, if you look for reviews on that game when it originally came out, um, people loved it. It was like, you know, absolutely best new game, best game in the series, blah, blah, blah. And it's now- It's the best thing <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can waggle as Link. Um, and I like Skyward Sword, and so I'm not saying anything, you know, I'm sort of mocking it a little bit. I'm mocking the fact that people would think it's the best game in the series because it is clearly not, even though I enjoyed my time with it. Um, so th- what I'm saying is- that we need that we ought to be mindful of the games that we decide to put on our backlogs mm-hmm. is basically what i'm trying to say i'm not you know i'm not a hardline stance oh don't ever buy a game new no whatever and you know fire emblem three houses comes out in next week i want to say um i've played a game in i've played a few fire emblem games before i'm sure i will enjoy that game I would have no problem if you know if I had the money and if I had the desire, um, picking up that game day one because I'm sure it's going to be good, um, mm-hmm. and you know th- that's kind of your dice to roll because it may end up being a stinker, but I highly doubt it. Um, but we do, you know, all that to say is that you can do research nowadays, um, and that's why I buy old games <laughs> because I can read up on them beforehand um but anyways going back to this article so uh mr wood starts off by talking about how there was a section of his life that he just didn't play video games i think he said it was like six years long something like that so he lost uh, like a lot of the um you know top games that came out during that period of time um he's he's just never played he has a hole in his history of video games uh, which is interesting for someone who writes for games radar um that there was there was this period of time where you know he just wasn't playing any video games um and so that kind of fuels this idea of like oh i need to get context i need to play these other games in this series before i can play the newer games and um there's this little chunk here this little quote from the article that i wanted to read because he comes off very strong and this is kind of the tone that to me started out the article he says Last year, I decided to say, screw history, forget evolution, and absolute bollocks to lore. I set a motto for myself, just play the new one. Jump straight to the latest entry in the series and see what all the buzz is about. Quite frankly, I wish I'd done this 10 years ago. It's changed gaming for me and overwhelmingly for the better. So I, I agree with, with you in that Like the first time I read this article, I was kind of on the defensive Because I'm like, well, no, I like to play earlier games in the series. I like to kind of get context and stuff like that. Because even in some of the conversations that we've had um, in the Persona series, I enjoy the Persona games. Um, My favorite is Persona 3, but mechanically Persona 4 is better. Uh And so I think you would have a hard time if you have played Persona 4 going back to Persona 3. So I think it's one of those things where like, whichever one you play first is better um just because mechanically it is 3 is not as streamlined as 4 um so i would encourage you to play 3 before you play 4 but that's just me um so i i understand that you know there are certain cases in which that that um that is very much applicable. And so again, reading this, I was kind of on the defensive, um, but by and large, actually, I do think that the article is pretty balanced because later, even though he comes on strong kind of at the outset, um, he is talking from his personal experience and he does acknowledge later that there are times in which, you know, it's if you want to play earlier games in the series, like go for it. He's it's It's not a hard and fast rule. Only ever play the new, you know, he, he he is actually pretty balanced and I find that there's a lot in the article that I do agree with
1: well he mentioned um, too the, uh, the Uncharted series and I feel like mm-hmm. that's where he's like and I think like the reality is like I, you know confession time, I've never played any of them
0: oh wow
1: none of them I've only played Um, the first. (laughs) It's not because, like, uh, they, I mean, don't get me wrong, they look good, they do appeal to me, um, but I just haven't played them. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my, uh, my buddy Parker, he he loves those games. Yep. And from what I understand, if you, if I were to jump in and just play Uncharted 4, without sort of, like, having, because, like, the game would still be good, but it would not have like this sort of emotional resonance because of where it ends, you know, because it is basically sort of like the capstone on Nate Drake's story. And so if you don't have some of that investment from the get, like in that character and in that's his trajectory, like, yeah, obviously it's not, it's you're, you're probably still going to be able to enjoy it, but you are sort of depriving yourself and some of that. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah but i think like he's acknowledging so the the i guess the thing that i did like is like he's acknowledging something in there that a lot of times we lock ourselves into this like i need to play this game so uh, so that i can fully enjoy this other game Mm -hmm. and that's like sort of a weird false narrative that we've bought into and um yeah
0: yeah Yeah, I I feel that as as someone who's just a nerd and when I get into something, I generally tend to obsess. Mm -hmm. And so if there is a series that I want to get, like if I've done my due diligence and I really enjoy a particular series, then I do generally want to start at the beginning to give myself context. And I've used that word context a few times, Um, like my... uh, like my analogy with Persona, um, I think mechanically it really helps to get perspective of where certain series come from so that you understand certain tropes of games. Um, even in the case of Dragon Quest Eight, one thing that I mentioned uh, on the last episode is that I really enjoy the fact that it uses a lot of the sounds of the original Dragon Quest game
1: mm.
0: interspersed with Um, its own soundtrack it really gives me a warm sense of nostalgia that i wouldn't have if i hadn't played dragon quest the the very first dragon warrior um that said do i recommend that everyone play dragon warrior before they play dragon quest 8 no (laughs) you don't have to um you certainly have to understand dragon warrior for its time and you need that perspective and that was actually you know just to give a little shout out I really enjoyed that about our um, last bite-sized episode where Micah talked about Metal Gear Solid um, because I just played that one two or three years ago. Uh, Jeez, it's been that long already. Um, And so I was a fully grown adult male when I played Metal Gear Solid, and I still enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. Um, But hearing Micah's experience of when it first came out and how it was doing so many new things gave me a deeper appreciation for that game that I didn't get you know playing in the era of PS4 and Switch uh, actually the Switch wasn't out when I played it but it doesn't matter Um, you know what, so oh sorry uh, what did you play it on just just curious
1: because dirty dirty secret confession number two
0: eh, I've <laughs> never beaten Edible Gear Solid <laughs> <laughs> man oh man it all comes out on this episode um i actually played the original uh p uh ps1 disc on my ps3 so i own i own the hd collection um but i had to play the first one before i played the rest of them now because
1: there was that re-release remaster sort of thing that they did it's like a ps3 disc that has that, like a bunch of them on it or something. Yes, yes,
0: that's the HD collection okay. and that's the one that I own. I don't know if it was re-released on PS4. It might be. Uh-huh. Um, but it doesn't include the original one. The remake of the original one. There there was a remake on GameCube. That was what the Twin, Twin Snakes, Snakes, I believe is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and that was like a total re- the, like that th- that was just a weird situation. That's a whole story in and of itself cuz they like redid all the um voice acting and stuff like that, even though th- they were at least similar lines. But anyway, so that that's a whole other can of worms there. Um but yeah, I played the PS1 on my PS3.
1: I'm just I'm looking up well like I'm looking up ways for me to play because I'm like, I will yeah. I'll add this to my list and rectify the situation <laughs> at some point.
0: But it's it's funny apparent. that you it's funny that you bring up both these games because actually Uncharted and Metal Gear Solid, I played both of those games like back to back because they were games. When I first got my backwards compatible PS3, those were games that I sought out because I knew that they were so, you know, widely regarded. And those are the only two in their respective series that I have played, even though I own other games in the series. I own the first three uh, uncharted and i own all of the mainline metal gear solid games but anyways uh speaking of metal gear solid actually um one of our friends of the show wes um we kind of mentioned in our uh, patreon discord what we were going to be talking about this evening and he brought up metal gear solid um because he was talking about how with that series in particular how how it does depend on the different series as to whether or not you want to get that context of playing the older games and he mentioned how like you definitely don't want to go into Metal Gear Solid 5 not knowing anything that's happened before because as i understand it the game starts out with like a whale that's on fire it like flying through the sky something like like just weird weird stuff happening. Well, I mean I know
1: Hideo Kojima is weird. So Yes. <laughs> would it be yes.
0: like have you seen any of the the promos for Death Stranding? Cause it's um, super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Umbilical babies everywhere and Norman Reedus. Uh Norman Fetus. So <laughs> it, yeah. I mean it's just it's just strange. Um, But along with kind of what Wes was saying, um, I'll just kind of quote him here. He said, I think it all depends on finances and what kind of gamer you are. If you can't afford all the previous titles, it's helpful. If you only like the new and shiny, then it can at least serve as a gateway to a good game series. If time is hard to come by, then only playing new things might be the way you can keep up. And then he has this fantastic ending line, regardless of one's reasoning, I don't think it's a problem. People should play what they like. Yeah and i thought I, I thought that was kind of funny cuz it's like man after discussing this topic for you know half an hour 45 minutes whatever it is just just go play what you want it doesn't matter i know i know that's not the tone that he took but i thought it was kind of funny
1: no i think on. there's there's something to that like at the end of the day like you can't i think get bound up in like I I think we can create like rules for ourselves that Mm -hmm. just aren't helpful or whatever. And so it's, it's a good thing to like come back from time to time. I will sort of like, you know, I think the one thing and I, I sort of mentioned it before is like, I think if like you finding yourself buying a bunch of stuff and never playing it and never playing it and never playing it, well then you definitely need to examine your spending habits. Like that's a separate kind of almost a separate issue. But that you can sort of, that does sort of tie in. But I, you know, I think there's, there's a point where it's like, listen, um, you're only given a certain amount of time and, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when you're putting this hobby in its right place, you're not always going to have a ton of time to dedicate to this. And so there's a part of me that just says like, you know what? I, I don't, I, I sort of the, the I guess after reading this my my sort of is like yeah play play what you like play play the way you want to but mm-hmm. you know at the at the end of the day I do want to encourage people to be responsible and be wise and so it's there's sort of a, like I said it's sort of a mixed bag for me there's a bit of a nuance where I'm like ah you know if yeah if you bought a bunch of stuff and you've dumped a bunch of money into a game series. The least you ought to do is like sink a couple hours into it to just say, "Well, I spent money on it." You know, I did engage in X, Y, or Z. Y- you know, mm-hmm. so but then at the same time, I'm saying like, "Yo, if if you have several hundred games in your backlog and you're just sort of like not making any progress because you're like, like, well, I can't play this until I've played all the other games in this series,' I'm kind of like, eh." Well, then, you know, it's it's almost, to me, it's like a crap or get off the pot kind of like situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, where it's like, dude, well, then, then play them and stop buying new games, <laughs> like play these right. other things. And if, if you're just going to keep buying new games, well then just buy new games and play them. <laughs> like, you, you know, yeah. I just, like, I don't, I, I thought it was good, like in some sense, you know, I, I, I don't think that the article was nearly as sort of like divisive or sort of clickbaity or whatever. But I, I I did think it was, it did offer a little bit of like solid advice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think if for nothing else, even just recognizing that there's this idea and acknowledging it, even personally, that I have this tendency to not want to play a later game in the series, even though I've heard really good things about it. Um mm-hmm. You know one of the games that that he mentions in the article is the the Monster Hunter series and mm-hmm. how he's like, "Don't worry about playing the older games. like just play Monster Hunter world. That's okay. um that is I think that's that's a great example of a series where like it doesn't matter if you play the old ones. um, and I think this can rear its ugly head also within kind of gaming culture at large because you'll see memes every once in a while of, you know, I put my 2000 hours into CSGO like I'm a real gamer you know y- y'all with ah, your fortnights yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a thing you know the The whole idea of like back in my day you know we had to you know there weren't any save points in our games so why don't you know and, and you get this feeling of like oh well maybe I should go back and play uh, even for a retro gamer like me um, this might be a little divisive but the very first Metroid game is difficult for me to go back to. I've tried going back to it multiple times, and it, I, it's it's a bit of a slog because so many of the areas look exactly the same, and it's stinking difficult. So, um, the mm-hmm. remake on Game Boy Advance was fantastic when Zero I played Zero Mission. That. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have no desire to play the NES one any longer now that I've played through Zero Mission. Um, so it doesn't, and that doesn't phase me. Even that part of me that wants to, oh, well, no, I need to, you know, I need in the back of my head, that voice that says, no, you need to get context. You need to get perspective. You need to understand where, where this is coming from. No, in this case, I don't, I'm okay with not banging my head up against the wall with this game again, or like staring at a map before I even jump into the game because the game itself doesn't have a map in it. Um but I'm that that's an anachronistic critique, you know. No, games but like I that think that, that
1: that's sort of the the point is like one of the things he brings up is like uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake and uh-huh. he he's like I never played the original one. He's like but I love this remake. And I'm like yeah, I you know, it's like I can mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times, you know, and I I don't think it's it's um un, it's unfair to sort of like, you know, I think a lot of times we can sort of like take swipes at people who don't have the same cred as we do. Like, listen, yeah, like just because you didn't play the original Metroid or never beat the original Metroid, what does that mean? Like, you know, frankly, like the dude is like, well, you're not a real Metroid fan. I'm like, yo, go pound sand, okay? Like, <laughs> one, that is like the dumbest thing. To sort of like draw a line in the sand over but two mm-hmm. that's also like you know especially for for believers and for Christians like man that's the last thing that you need to worry about sort of aden- like putting your identity in like okay yeah, like true. so you you played the original metroid and you can beat it blindfolded um yeah but you the only verse that you the, the only passage of scripture that you know from memory is John 3:16 and that's only because like it's john 316 <laughs> you know like <laughs> everybody knows that one like mm-hmm. you know and again go i'm not trying to get some context for that verse son yeah like no, yeah like why don't you go get some context for something that actually matters here doofus? <laughs> like you know and and again but it's like dude there a better version of that game exists in zero mission mm-hmm. like i've played both and I'm gonna tell you, okay. like, if if I get like that, if I ever get the hand cream, I own Zero Mission in the cart still. Like, it's,
0: nice.
1: It's that it was one of the first games I bought oh. for my my uh, SP. And um nice. I will go back. Like, if I ever get a hand cream for the the OG Metroid, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna play Zero Mission. Just yeah. like you know, if I really got. A hand cream for Metroid Two. I'm not going to go back and play the NES version of Metroid Two because, frankly, that Mm -hmm. game's kind of unplayable in my opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. I have Metroid: Samus Returns, which is pretty much a remake. And you know, like, come on, like, if you have a better version of the same game, like, it just makes sense to like, you know, they're, they're like. I don't know. There, There's just like, it's sort of an idea like just the wrestling with like nostalgia and sort of like, you know, yeah. you, sometimes you're, you're holding so desperately on, like you're holding on to this thing, this old, this older thing desperately and sort of like you're, you're depriving yourself. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like not every game is, is going to be timeless. Like, and sometimes they're just going to yeah. be like better versions. Like dude, Mario three is always super Mario brothers. Three is just always going to be, like, the pinnacle of NES gaming. And, <laughs> like, you, you want, like, like, and it's, an, it's a beautiful little time capsule for us to sort of, like, go back and crack open. And it's still super playable today, and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can jump right in it, and it's, like, it looks it, it looks good. Yes, it's 8-bit graphics or whatever, so it's not as, like, shiny as other things. But, like, it's still it still holds up. Whereas, like, yeah. you know... Let, Let's be honest. Like, as far as design goes and stuff, like, and like, but part of the the beauty of that game is in its simplicity. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like it's one of those things where, and again, I th- I think it's an interesting concept, and it's 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 sort of like this is the way that I look at this article is that this is a bit of a tool to put in the toolbox when it comes to to sort of engaging the hobby well. Yeah. Like, and maybe this is this is a tool that you like that uh, that a listener out there needs to sort of like pull out and say like, "Hey, yeah, I've got six hundred games in my backlog, and maybe I need to just sort of say like, I'm gonna put all this other stuff on the fire," and like, dude, like, mm-hmm. uh, not literally, especially if you're <laughs> a collector.
0: Um, it's true. You know, you can just send them but, by.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I think it was like it's one of those things where I towards the end of the article, I actually appreciated what he had to say. And I just yeah. want to sort of like, I think it was like he, he, and again, he draws some good points where he's just like, Hey, um, you know, there, there is a point where we can sort of bind ourselves to these things so tightly. And then we, you know, sort of like suffer from almost a, a an analysis paralysis, like where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I need to do this other thing before I get here. And I'm like, just like, just pull the trigger, dude. Like, it's, yeah. it's a video game. This is not, you, you know, like, and there's nothing preventing, like, you know, there's, like, yeah, if you really like a series, like, you, you know, we've talked a, a couple different times about Persona 3. And it's like mm-hmm. hey, every time you talk about, it, I'm like, I, I kind of want to go back and see what this is about. And like, <laughs> I understand that like maybe some of the gameplay elements are going to be a little more archaic and not as polished. But like, you know, I think too, like some of that is like I'm I'm a discerning enough sort of like consumer that like I'll enjoy seeing like okay, like here's the bones, like and yeah, mm-hmm. I I play like a better better version of the, these these mechanics in other games, but like it's still nice to see like where the bones came from. And I'm not going to say you need to do that for everything, but right, I, I just don't, I don't think like this is an area where I'm just like, sort of like there isn't a right and wrong here. And I think that frankly, I think the advice that he gives in this article again is a good tool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think as our, you know, for our purposes here with our podcast, I think two of the, Two of the takeaways that I have is one is like what you just said is that this can be very helpful in if you have a very large backlog, purging your backlog. Because maybe there are games that um, you purchased simply because you felt like you needed to buy those games in order to appreciate the game that you really wanted. Um, and in that case, maybe you should just shed them. Um, you know, that, that's kind of the counterpoint to what we were talking about earlier, that, you know, if you have purchased games, then you probably ought to actually attempt to play them. Um, but if it was like, if you can recognize that it was purchased out of a, a some sort of a need to play the old games first, well, maybe this can maybe this can help you. And again, I would recommend, you know, just doing a little bit of research online or, Like you said, just sitting down and playing it, give it a good college try for a couple hours. Um, So I think it can definitely Give it a solid 60. Give it an hour. See what happens. Yeah, totally. Um, So I I think that it can definitely help in purging your backlog. I think the other thing that it can do, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, is that it can help you uh, prevent impulse purchases. Right, Mm. So if there is a new game... So, again, I brought up Fire Emblem earlier. Um, There are... As much as I would love to play the newest Fire Emblem game, uh, I have uh, the last... One of the last two or three that came out on DS... Excuse me, on 3DS um, that I haven't played yet. It can be helpful to to kind of... slow down the hype train a little bit you know prevent some FOMO in uh, that, that tug inside me to want to play the new and shiny well maybe I ought to just play what I have <laughs> and what I have had for quite a while that I have not touched um, because you know th- when it comes down to it I generally don't play two games in a series back to back unless they're like really short games um but with the types of games that I like to play, JRPGs, um y- yeah, I'm not going to go th- I'm not going to play two Shin Megami Tensei games back to back and spend, you know, a full 150 hours <laughs> between two games. Um so it can it can help to kind of cool your jets a little bit when you are super excited and impatient about playing the newest greatest latest greatest thing um when really y- you sh- Maybe you should uh, beat down some of your backlog before you start taking a look at the new and shiny.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, yeah. Like, I think anything that sort of, like, causes us to sort of pump the brakes, be a little more discerning. Yeah. Um. Ex, You know, exercise some wisdom. Like, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. So. Yeah. I'm a fan of
0: asking those questions. Totally. And I think that is what we have attempted to do with this episode of the backlog breakdown. And hopefully, you've gotten something from it. Hopefully, this has been um, a fruitful discussion. I know, even though you know, like I said originally, I got a little bit defensive when I started reading this article. Like like you had said, um, I do think uh, he makes some great points. Um, if nothing else, it is definitely helpful to just recognize. Oh yeah, I do have that tendency. I have that tendency to want to, you know, get a new game and then be like, oh, but maybe I should get an older game just to, you know, get some perspective on this. Um, So just being aware of that and not continually adding to my backlog is probably helpful at this point in life. So, um, guys out there, if you have any thoughts on this, you know, in this particular, um, topic or anything else that you you know just want to throw our way there are tons of ways you can get in contact with us um, on twitter our handle is at bb downcast you can just straight up send us an email the backlog breakdown at gmail.com we have our hashtag backlog book club on facebook where we're talking about all kinds of stuff we've got all kinds of things going on in there we've got our hashtag backlog busters, which is portable gaming here in july and august um, hence, why I've you know been playing my 3DS a lot lately. Uh, we, of course, we have backlog golf going on. We've talked about that multiple times. But if you are interested in that, uh, join the group. We've got the rules there as well. Um, and then some. We talked about doing reading through Calvin's Institutes this year, so our Institutes 2019 is going on in the group as well. Um, something else to make you aware of is that we did also recently. Um, kind of go public with a Discord server. So if you're interested in hitting us up there, um, we'll throw a link in the description. Um, that's It's fun to just kind of hang out sometimes, talk about games. Um, there aren't too many people in there as of right now, but if that's something that piques your interest, um, I've got notifications on my phone for Discord. So I, I'll, I generally try and get back ASAP with that, and it's fun. Uh, of course, you can always hit us up personally on our different social media forms um, on PSN, Twitter, Facebook, GG, all that fun stuff. stuff. Stuff? Did I just say stuff? That is not a word.
1: You got You got the mush mouth. I was just going <laughs> to like throw in happening. here real quick. Uh, yeah. While Josh is a lot more present on Discord, I'm kind of a bum. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're wanting to talk to me, um, which, why would you want to do that?
0: Uh, <laughs> I want to do that. The, well, I mean, you have my
1: <laughs> you have my number, dude. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but um, I uh, I am available on other platforms more frequently.
0: Yeah, that's that's other all I was pla- gonna say. Yeah, like, and what is your handle on those other platforms?
1: I am Nate underscore McKeever. Nice
0: nice and simple and I boring (laughs) no it's simple it's like you said you're on brand I like it um the brand that your parents gave you uh I generally (laughs) go by uh broccolope that's spelled b-r-o-c-c-o-l-o-p-e um and if you'd like to support us you can uh, rate the podcast review it um obviously subscribe we would appreciate it for subscriptions Share with your friends. Let them know, you know, hey, there, there's two nerds talking about backlogs, games that they're playing, and how to keep your backlog in check. And uh, if you want to support us financially, we also have a Patreon. Uh, you know, just think of it like a tip jar. If you want to leave us a, a buck or two, um, it would be most appreciated.
1: Well, and there are benefits to being a patron. That's Not true. a ton, um, but you know uh josh you mentioned the fact that you did a little bit of a draft here recently and yeah and we all voted on all three of us voted you know yes i support my own patreon (laughs) the way i look at it is i'm putting my money where my mouth is i'm saying like i think this is a big enough deal like i like this enough that i'm willing to And yeah, I don't need to justify myself, (laughs) Um, but um, you know, we did the draft, you did Mm -hmm. the draft, you put it out there and we voted on games for you and we're going to do things like that. Like that's the kind of stuff um, for now, uh, you know, if we do like a swag run, obviously patrons will have input on that. The, 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 the Patreon channel, like it's been fairly active and we've got, oh yeah, Good feedback from Wes and Micah both. Yes, they both support us. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know why I got so weird there, um,
0: but we are super grateful for their support. And uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I figured with kind of some just real quick draft ideas when I can't decide what game I want to play next. Um, again, just kind of guided by our backlog busters of portable gaming i took out a handful of games i was like these are the games i want to play which ones do you guys want me to play because obviously i'm going to be talking about them here on the podcast and uh again got some votes in there i forgot to make it so that you can only vote once so most of the games were voted up but um no it it definitely it helped me and um hopefully you guys will enjoy what i have to say about the games as well so all that stuff, um, you know, yeah. If you want to support us, that's there for you as well.
1: Well, I think we've sort of pounded this dead horse into mm-hmm. to glue. We've beat it down. Yes. Right? The Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, this poor dead horse. Oh. Um, sorry. Horse. But it was
0: dead, and it didn't feel anything. Yeah, and glue is useful. And glue is so. useful so (laughs) oh my all right well now that we have made glue you guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits what he said see ya